Welcome to C Speaks. That's me, where C, I, finally speak out on what God has placed on my heart. Here, a safe space is created where we discuss living for God and its highs and lows, mental health, holistic health encompassing hormonal health and gut issues, lifestyle changes as we grow into adulthood, and we get real about love life. We talk about the things the Christian community tends to shy away from, such as sex and celibacy, lust, lustful actions and thoughts, singleness, and how sometimes living for God is extremely hard, and most importantly, purposeful living. This podcast has four different series, Living for God, Navigating Life, Holistic Health, and Understanding the Holy Spirit. Of course, God wants me to talk on a topic that is from one of the most depressing books in the Bible. But it's okay, we gonna roll with it, because, you know... God be Godin. God be Godin. That's it. <laughs> the burden of the calling. Encouragement for the leader in Christ. You might be asking yourself, why is it called that? What does that even mean? What is a burden? A burden is a load, typically a heavy one. Someone or something that's very difficult to accept or deal with. That's what a burden is. What is a leader? The role of a leader is to coach, guide, and inspire others. A leader manages individuals, keep teams aligned, and working towards shared goals. The burden of the calling. This was placed on my heart by God. Oftentimes, as leaders in the church or in the community, we don't want to do it. Or rather, in the beginning, we didn't want to do it. This is not something that was placed on our mind like, yeah, like, Oh yeah, I definitely want to lead a church. Oh yeah, I definitely want to lead a ministry. Oh yeah, I definitely want to do this. Like, A lot of us that have been called into a position of leadership did not initially want to do it. At least I can speak for me. My whole life, God has set me apart in a way where I could not deny that this was his will for me to lead. For my leaders out there, this message is for you. While it may feel like a burden, we have to remember that this is a blessing. And we are actually in the book of Jeremiah. Yes, the most depressing book in the Bible. (laughs) Why do I say it's the most depressing book in the Bible? Because Jeremiah is known as the weeping prophet. And he is known as the weeping prophet because he quite literally wishes death on himself in the duration of this book. Uh, just to give a little recap, the story of Jeremiah is about uh, a prophet that God called to send a message to the Israelites about how he's not pleased with them. They had continuously gone against God over and over and over again, sinning against God, and God was fed up and he got to the point where he said, you know what, I'm gonna deliver you into the cans of your captives, the Babylonians. It was Jeremiah's job to deliver this very scary, saddening, disheartening message. Jeremiah, he was so burdened throughout the whole story, yet he kept faith in God that God would at the least keep him and he did in the story of jeremiah we see how people wanted to quite literally kill him because they did not like the message he was giving but god kept him because that's what he does with his anointed ones that's what he does with his called ones he keeps us we can find rest in knowing that god keeps us 
that goes for keeping us physically, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. God is here for us. And this message is for my leaders to know that we are kept by God. The reason that this is so dear to my heart is because if you know my testimony, you know that I'm only on social media because God told me to. And personally, I didn't want any of this. Like, I've been set apart my whole life to where Again, it was very apparent that I could not do things that everybody else was doing. God would do things to where he would pluck me out of the crowd and say, no, you're not doing that. You're doing this. You're being different. An example, I actually got in trouble with the law in college. Um, I got in trouble at a tailgate. And it's funny because who gets in trouble at a tailgate? No one. Oh wait, <laughs> I do. Yeah, um, I got in trouble with the law. I got a citation. I had to go through six months of probation. And during the six months of probation, I was scrubbing floors. I was scrubbing toilets. And honestly, it was the closest that I'd ever gotten to God. And in this moment of my life, Jesus called me out and told me, look, I called you to be a leader. You cannot be out here doing what everybody else is doing. And that's how it is. When you are called to be a leader, God pulls you out of the crowd in somehow, some way. You're always never allowed to do what everyone else is doing. Like Sally Sue gets away with it, but you don't. If you have been called to be a leader and your whole life have felt like you have been set apart, then this message is for you to encourage you that God keeps you. He sees you, he knows you, and he makes the provisions for you to do what it is you have to do. And all we have to do is rest in him. You know, that burden, it may feel heavy. It may feel like, you know, I gotta get this perfect. Everything I do, I, it, it needs to be perfect. Whether it's content, whether it's preaching, whether it's teaching, whether it's prophesying, you know, you may feel this heavy burden for people or have always had this heavy burden for people like me, for example. I've always had this burden for people to just get it, to just understand God, to just see God and feel God the way that I do. And so sometimes that turns into me just wanting everything to be perfect. But we have to understand that the burden of the calling is placed on us by the Spirit. And that means that we need to be led by the Spirit in order to answer that call. There's seven points that I want the called leader to keep in mind. One, make sure you're doing what you need to do to listen to God. Jeremiah 23, 21. I have not sent these prophets, yet they ran. I have not spoken to them, yet they prophesied. But if they had stood in my counsel and had caused my people to hear my words, then they would have turned them from their evil way and from the evil of their doings. The Lord wants us to lead. He needs to know that he is leading the leader. We need to know that he is leading the leader. We should not be leading if we do not know for sure that we are being led by the Lord. And how do we know for sure we are being led by the Lord? When we go to him in prayer, when we read his word, when we wait to hear from him. Prayer. Prayer, a spiritual discipline. Evangelism alone does not qualify you to lead. Evangelism alone does not edify anyone. It does not edify you and it does not edify the person that you are evangelizing to. Without prayer, evangelism is nothing. Prayer produces spiritual awakening and spiritual awakening inevitably produces evangelism. 
But if we are evangelizing without the help of the spirit, then we are simply just talking. No one is getting fed from just our words alone. It is his words that are feeding. And we can also rest in that fact, knowing that it is not us, it is God. The next point called leader needs to keep in mind is examine how you're leading. Is it biblical? Jeremiah 23, 25 says, I have the Lord is saying to Jeremiah, I have heard what the prophets have said who prophesy lies in my name saying, I have dreamed, I have dreamed. How long will this be in the heart of the prophets who prophesy lies? Indeed, they are prophets of the deceit of their own heart who try to make my people forget my name by their dreams, which everyone tells his neighbor as their fathers forgot my name for Baal. The prophet who has a dream, let him tell a dream. And he who has my word, let him speak my word faithfully. When we are delivering a message, when we are going out and leading, let's make sure that we are hearing from God and we are not just going off of what we think or what we feel or a dream we had if that dream is not confirmed by God. In the Bible here, God is, he's angry. He's angry that these prophets are prophesying in his name as if they heard from him, but they're not seeking him. So they can't hear from him. They're not hearing from him. And therefore they're not prophesying in his name. This is blasphemous. This is considered false teaching, false leadership, because they're not hearing from God. They're not trying to hear from God. They're not trying to deliver his word. Are we doing our part as leaders so that we can lead well with the spirit? The fourth main point I want the leaders to keep in mind is we need to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Be confident in knowing that the Lord is our defender. In Jeremiah 26, just to sum it up a little bit, Jeremiah told them something that they did not want to hear. <laughs> something that was bad news for them, unfortunately. Like I said, almost every message he delivers in Jeremiah is bad news. But the Lord kept him. In Jeremiah chapter 26, we see how the people were plotting to kill him. In Jeremiah 26, the people say, this man deserves to die for he has prophesied against this city as you have heard with your ears. And Jeremiah tells them, look, if you kill me, you're gonna bring innocent blood onto yourself. Truly the Lord has sent me to speak to you. After he says this, a whole 180 happens and the people say, this man does not deserve to die for he has spoken to us in the name of the Lord our God. The Lord is our defender. We have to tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. What does this mean? It means talking about the hard things, the hard conversations, homosexuality, let's get into it, okay? Sex outside of marriage. If God puts it on your heart to do it, we need to do it because the Lord is our defender. Bringing it up in love, but it needs to be brought up if that is what God places on our heart. Jeremiah was bold enough to do the things that people in that time and even now would not be bold enough to do because they don't want to be ridiculed, because they don't want to be denied and outcasted. But we have to do what God says. We have to tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth and trust in the fact that God is our defender. The next point I want the call leader to keep in mind to allow the breaking to take place because in this breaking, it produces humility. Honestly, if I didn't go, what I went through my testimony about being called out from the crowd and having to go through that probationary period. <laughs> 
would not be where I'm at today because that truly humbled me. It, it humbled me to the point where it told me, look, you're not too good to scrub these floors. You're not too good to scrub this toilet. You're not too good to mop these floors. And it's something about getting on your hands and knees that humbles you to a point of servanthood to where I can't help but say the only reason I'm here is due to God. You know, God does things where he puts us to a point where so low, so low that all we can do is give him the praise and the glory that we can't help but say that God is the reason I'm here. Nothing else. Just God. If you're at a low point right now in the breaking, allow it to take place and ask God to show you what is it that you want me to learn this season so that I can grow into the leader that you want me to be at in the next season or even the season you're in now. Sometimes he breaks us during that season of leadership because he wants to show us something. Pray and ask God, what is it that you want to show me? Another example of the breaking is Job, the story of Job. You can read that story in the Bible as well, where the Lord literally rips everything from him to bring him to a place of humility. Sometimes God breaks us to see if we're going to stay faithful to him. And in Job's case, that was the case. All of this builds character. The breaking builds character. And I know you're probably saying like, why do I have to be broken for my character to be built? That's just how it is. That's just how it is. But you know what? We can still just take joy in knowing that God is for us. God is with us. And in the breaking, out of the breaking, it's going to be worth it. You're going to come out stronger. You're going to come out better. You're going to come out on top. If I would have never gotten broken at that point in time of my life, if God would have never stripped me, if you know my other testimony about how God literally stripped me and told me, look, you need to delete all your social media accounts. I was off of social media for two years, two years. He didn't tell me when I could get it back. He didn't tell me if I could get it back. He just said, delete it because you're placing your identity in this. It has nothing to do with me. And so you're either gonna live for me or you're gonna live for the world. And so I had to delete it. I had to delete it. And so I deleted it. Two years later, God instructed me to get it back. And I just started posting about God. And boom, I have an audience of nearly over 30,000 with TikTok and Instagram combined. All because I obeyed God and allowed the breaking to take place. So if you're a leader in your breaking season, you're feeling broken, allow that breaking to take place and watch God change and transform your character so that he can take you into that next season of leadership. Seventh point that I want the called leaders to get, that God wants the called leaders to get, is to understand the grace of God. That just because you are a leader, just because you are called to leadership, that does not disqualify you from the grace of God. The grace of God is for everybody. The Lord sees you the same as everybody else. Sometimes as leaders, we take it really hard when we fall. We take it really hard when we fall into sin because we know better. We know better and we know that since we know better, we need to do better. But give yourself grace. Give yourself grace because God is giving you grace. God has already forgiven you. God has already died on the cross for you so that you don't have to experience shame. You don't have to experience hurt. You don't have to experience guilt. That is not from God. 
he wants us to go to him, to go to him when we are sad, when we are depleted. He wants us to go to him. He does not want us to do the ministry he called us to without him. So please don't feel like you have to. If it feels like it's too much, rest, rest in him. Know that he's there for you and that he would not call you to a position of leadership if he did not think that you were ready for it, if he did not equip you to do it. So please don't feel that his grace is not sufficient for you because it is. It is sufficient for all of us. Second Corinthians 12, 9, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. He does not call the qualified. He qualifies the called. Ultimately, what I want us to receive from this message is that the calling is not a burden. It may feel like it, but it's not. It is a blessing to you. It is a blessing to others and it is a blessing placed specifically on your life that when you answer it, God is able to move in an extraordinary way, not just in other people's lives, but in your life too. To my leaders who are called, rest in God and know that it is in his strength that you will succeed where he's called you to. Whether that be a leader in the church, whether that be a leader at work, whether that be a leader in your home, know that God is your strength. For his power is made perfect in weakness. So we can rest in God knowing that it is by his strength, not ours. Thank you for tuning in to C Speaks Podcast. I pray that this was a blessing. If this is your first time watching and it most likely is because this is the first episode click that subscribe button so you don't miss the next episode if you're listening on apple Podcasts, spotify amazon audible or google i love you thank you for being here please leave a review it helps to push my podcast out there more i hope y'all have a good night a good day a good evening whenever you're listening to this and i will see y'all next time mm-hmm.